Oh, my international show may need like some kind of a, a, a PG 13 R rating disclaimer. Cool. Yeah. Like our show isn't fucking R rated as it is. Yeah, because yeah, of yeah. Well, this is a little more hmm, kind of okay. a rating. Hmm. Well, I can't wait to hear about that. Yeah. Let's rock Not and for roll. sensitive viewers. Ooh, one of those. One of those kind of things, yes. Awesome. Welcome back to The Watchlist with Patty and Bill. Make sure you subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Engage with us on social media at symbol The Watchlist Pod at symbol pirate alice and at symbol bill ivory larson and make sure you catch up on all of our back episodes of the watch list with patty and bill on the watchlistpod.com hey patty hey bill what's happening i i i don't know is it bad <laughs> is it bad that sometimes you just don't know how to answer that question hi how's it going well hmm I've well, discovered- I'm going to get a colonoscopy next week, but I don't know if I should talk about that. You know, but you know what? That though, kind of thing? I, but see, but I don't have a problem talking about that stuff. And oh, okay. we, we just got off your cousin Larry's fifth anniversary show. Yes. The and, interweb radio and the Friday free for all. And, and we have been guests on his show a, a couple of times. And tonight he is celebrating his, as we record this, uh, which is a Friday night, he is celebrating his fifth anniversary. So happy anniversary to him. Yeah. But we started talking about being over 50. And we've uh, talked yes. about being over 50. I don't give a fuck. And, I, and I'll tell you why. Because getting colonoscopy is so important that the number one reason why I think people are afraid of it is because they just don't talk about it. Oh, well. You know, it's it's just a thing that, you know, especially dudes need to have, man. You know, is it pleasant? No. Do you poop a lot? Yes. Do they give you this drink that cleans you out? Yes. Has it improved in taste? Yes. Does it still... <laughs> ow! Ow! <laughs> Patty just held up a container of that goo. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, so when, it's still powder at the moment, but yeah. Right, but 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 honestly, uh, when is yours? Uh, Tuesday. That's awesome. So all of Monday, I am not talking to Patty because she's going to be going. I'm. Oh man, I'm but, just going to be hangry for the rest of this weekend. Yes, I'm. I have accepted that I will be hangry. But at the same time, having one every five years or so. If you think about how many days are in five years, 365 plus an extra one thrown in, you know, times, you know, five years, you go like 16, almost 1700 days and you are only inconvenienced about three of those days. Yeah. Because you have to not eat, you know, stuff that'll get caught in your colon. And then you start drinking this goo until you're they, completely yeah, this, shitted this out. Stuff, a gallon of liquid that gives you stomach flu symptoms, essentially. That is what it does. Basically. It makes you feel like you want to die. So you can't finish well, drinking this. No. Stuff. No, it does. Oh, man. When I last time I did this, I felt like I was going to die. 
drinking well, that stuff, knowing that that was the stuff that was making me feel like ass. I just, I couldn't, I just couldn't. <laughs> yeah, funny feel choice like of words. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but I'll tell oh, you man. this and, and Laura and I did them relatively close to one another. Okay. And I have no problem with it because when you, yes, I fully admit seeing the result page afterward, you're like, oh man, why'd you have to take a picture of that? But at the <laughs> same time, knowing that it's clear gives yeah. you such peace of mind that I can't stress enough the need for everybody, especially if you're listening and especially over 50, to yeah. get a colonoscopy. Yeah, my doctor told me when I went to my doctor, I did my doctor and the dentist both on my 50th birthday because that's how much I love myself. And my yeah. doctor's like, hey, you're 50, time for a colonoscopy. And I'm like, no, no, it isn't. Because I did it yep. once and I hated it, hated it. Nope, embrace it. And so I dodged it for a while until I somebody that I used to know was diagnosed with colon cancer. Yeah, I know I that like, person. Fine, I will go do this damn thing. So, Tuesday. Yep. Yippee. There's also a blood test that can be done too. She did not mention that. There was a thing that you could dig in your poop and then put it in a little container and bring it in instead of doing the whole thing. But nope, I didn't I, even bother doing that. Nope. I want a camera up my butt. Yeah, <laughs> I want yeah. just knock me out, jam the camera up my butt. I and I go swear home. to God, and not to get gross with people, because <laughs> this I'm is how we want to start our show, right? But I'll tell you what. Uh, so AARP is going to pick this podcast up, and we are just going to take off. But <laughs> I'm laying there. I'm laying there on the table, about ready to have this done, and they give you the most mundane oh. shit to talk about. And usually it's the count backwards thing, but I forget, like, what do you do for a living? And I, and I just fell asleep and then I woke up in recovery. Huh, I swear perfect. to God, it was that fast after they, they shoved the nice. goo into my IV. Excellent. So when I say this, and I mean this wholeheartedly, and you will probably edit out 90% of what we just talked about. I sure probably will. <laughs> you sure probably will. But for something that has most of the discomfort at the front end, meaning drinking the goo. Yes, yes. Because I, I fully admit that it that it like really makes your insides oh, not want to ever take a shit again. But yeah. for all of the front end discomfort that you have, it is a painless procedure. Yeah. That yeah. that goes a long way in maintaining your health and and giving you either peace of mind or giving you some facts to help you move forward in terms of a, of a treatment if you do have it. Mm -hmm. So please do not be like the idiot that I used to work with at Best Buy who would never go to a doctor ever, ever, ever. If, if your doctor tells you to have a test done, do it. And if it's a colonoscopy, don't don't wimp out and not talk about it, because if we don't talk, you said it very well. You said I'm worth it. So everybody yeah. listening to this podcast is worth their health. Yes. So do it. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Make it happen. Do it. All right. All right.
<clears throat> this public service announcement was brought to you by the Watchlist with Patty and Bill. Take care of your health. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that the Emmy nominations were happening last right? week. Right? It caught so, me totally off guard. When when is this is this a usual thing? Is this a new thing? Is this a COVID thing? I don't know. I, I don't know either, but all of a sudden, David, shout out to David. What's up, David? And and he has provided lots of news for us today, so I can't wait oh, to get great. to all of that. But all he's right. texting me the nominations, and I'm like, these happened? Yeah. I, I didn't even know it. So yeah, let's let's talk about these, shall we? Let, which category do you want to talk about first? Well, my top, the first one I have is outstanding comedy. So that's the one with Blackish, Cobra Kai, Emily in Paris, Hacks, that sort of thing. The flight attendant, Kaminsky method, and Pen Fifteen. Oh, and Ted Lasso. And Ted Lasso. Yes. So. I refuse to watch Emily in Paris and our friend Terry sh shout out to Terry, by the way. Yeah. Just on principle, I refuse to watch Emily in Paris as well. It just is so entitled I'm looking and just so shocked that it, it, that the Emmys even recognized it, especially after the whole shit show with the golden globes. Oh my God. Yes, exactly. That's why and I'm shocked. It got any kind of mention here. And that's the show that actually brought it to light, right? Yeah. Or at least yeah. this version of that's the one know. that. Yeah, that's the one that that. Well, yeah, it, it was already known that the Golden Globes was a total sham. Yes. Uh, but for the mass public and everything that came out about Emily in Paris and what they did and how they paid for all of those international reporters, international press, whatever to go to Paris and live the high life. Live the high life for two or three days. Yeah. On to then, you know, pay yeah, on Emily in Paris's dime. Right. And then of course it gets what? Hollywood Foreign Press, you know, consideration. Gold nominations. Yeah. Right. So why the Emmys bothered with that is beyond me. So in terms of all of these I've seen Hacks, which I really, really like. Mm -hmm. I've seen The Flight Attendant, which to me is stupid. <laughs> and I don't know why it's in you comedy. You thought it was stupid? Oh, my God. The Flight Attendant with Kaylee Cuoco? I thought we both really liked that. I really liked it. I enjoyed it. It got better, but she's... It got better, but then she started doing dumb shit that made me mad, but... Yes, and that's, know, that's why kinda, I... kind of uh, her fucked up life alcoholicness yeah she is a hot mess wrapped in a dumpster fire on that show yeah I, I would say if i had to predict a winner in this category it's probably going to be blackish or ted lasso yeah blackish has been nominated every year since 2015 in various categories from outstanding comedy to the lead actor actress contemporary costumes and hairstyling it has won one emmy for outstanding contemporary hairstyling. That's just stupid that and is racist. Bullshit, and they yeah. should win. Well, I I would call it that or Kaminsky method because it stars old people. Yeah, Kaminsky method was nominated in 2019 for lead and supporting actor. And in 2020, outstanding comedy as well as lead supporting actor 
it has not won anything yet. Pen15 was nominated in 2019 for writing. Has not won anything. Uh, yeah, but the, but the real stuff here is Blackish, Kaminsky Method. Ted Lasso, I thought, was charming as fuck. I've, I, I have not watched Ted Lasso. To see... I also have not watched Kaminsky Method. I've seen a few episodes of Blackish. I'm sad that I've seen Cobra Kai. And I know you didn't like it, but I thought that the first season was amazing. The first season came out in 2018 on YouTube. Just yes. Just so everybody knows. So what it's nominated for right now is its third season. Um, season one and two, both were nominated for Emmys, but it was all the stunt coordination stuff. Mm. But it didn't well, win anything. To me, and I and I am not actually not going to watch Cobra Kai seasons two and three. Because to me, season one of that show dealt so perfectly with the events of the movie The Karate Kid. Yeah, it didn't need any more after season one. Right. It didn't need anything else, even though it completely sets itself up for more because a certain character comes back and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. But anyhow, Hacks, I actually liked a lot. I have not yet watched that. So what what category is next? Well, best lead actor in a comedy series. We've got Anthony Anderson for Blackish, William H. Macy for Shameless, Michael Douglas for The Kaminsky Method, Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso, and Kenan Thompson for Kenan. I'm going to give it to Jason Sudeikis. You think so? Well, first of all, don't forget that William H. Macy is embroiled in all of that UCLA bullshit. Yes, but and he Shameless has been around a little too long. And if they, I don't know if he's won any because I didn't make notes on that particular thing. I yeah, I don't care. But um, yes, but so I'm thinking Shameless has been around long enough that I think it's worn out any. Emmy wins it will get because I'm pretty sure this is the only nomination f- from Shameless. Pretty yeah. Sure. So I I don't watch Blackish. I'm just going to be honest with everybody. I don't. Um, so does Anthony Anderson deserve it for a show that's been on on the air for several years and is popular? Yes. I'm based on longevity. He might deserve this. Yeah. So I would, I would actually. So I would put it between Anthony Anderson and Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso. Okay. I've only seen Shameless and a little bit of Blackish. All right. So which category is next here? Next would be lead actress in a comedy series. You got Tracy Ellis Ross for Blackish, Allison Janney for Mom, Jean Smart for Hacks, Aidy Bryant for her show Shrill. And Kaylee Cuoco for The Flight Attendant. Allison Janney has been nominated a lot between West Wing and this yeah. and other stuff and ha- she's been on. And has won. Oh, so, okay, yeah. I didn't make notes on that. I start, realized that later on to do that. It, either yeah. that or... She, well, she's been nominated a buttload of times, so... Yes, yeah. she has. Uh, it's going to go to probably Gene Smart. Okay. And I, and I say that, and I, I'm very torn. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm very torn because I don't know if A.D. Bryant is a person of color or not. No, she's Cer- not. She's a white girl. 
you're right. She's so, on Saturday Night Live as well. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I start. Okay. Yeah. 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 Now I know who you're talking about. And she was but, also nominated for supporting actress for Saturday Night Live. But in all of these, particularly like lead actor of the five, there are two actors of color, Keenan Thompson mm -hmm. and, and Anthony Anderson in lead actress. There's only one. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, I don't know what's appropriate and I want there to be more of a field, I guess, of, of talent in there. But from what I've seen, and again, I don't watch blackish again, going on the it's lasted this long. It's as popular as it is to me. It's going to be between Tracy Ellis Ross and Jean smart. Kaylee Cuoco, I don't know if she was ever nominated for she Big was Bang never, Theory. No, no, this is her first Emmy nomination. Well, then the nomination is the award for her. Yes, I, that, I agree with that, yes. Because I would even put the flight attendant in sort of a, a drama sort of thing, but whatever. Yeah, I anyway. would have as well. I would not have put it under comedy. Yeah. But I, I wish them all well. You know, certainly they have gotten yeah. nominated for one more Emmy than I will ever be. That's so, true. Great. But in that world, I, first of all, would like to see a world with far more inclusion. Once we get to that world, then I'd be able to say, you know, this person deserves it because I have seen all of this. And this person deserves to win. But well, anyway. what and I'm what bothers me a little bit here is so lead actor and actress both only have five nominees. Mm -hmm. Supporting actor, eight nominees. Right. Supporting actress has seven nominees. And then the comedy show is like my God, there are a lot of there's shit. eight nominees for comedies for comedy series. So why isn't lead actor and actress? also eight, seven to eight. Why right. is it limited to five? Right. And that's what I'm saying. Cause there aren't, are there not South Asian and East Asian actors? Well, just in general, are there not other shows where actors did well enough right. to be nominated regardless exactly. of what their race is? Exactly. I mean, there's gotta be a bigger gene pool than that. I mean, there's we reviewed a shitload of shows. Sure did. And, and quite frankly, lead actress, in a comedy series wait where is it lead actress in a comedy series where's the where's the person from zoe yeah where's the girl from zoe where's anybody from zoe right where is zoe i think it was nominated for one something small down the line and i would honestly like put choreography her, or some shit i would honestly put her way above and i've seen episodes of mom it may not I'm be not. this particular season, but I've seen episodes of Mom and Alice and Janney is funny. Yes. But I would definitely put Zoe from Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist way above Kaylee Cuoco in this category. I would too. I, For comedy, yes, absolutely. And I would probably put her above Alice and Janney only because Zoe was so new and it's and it's a younger show than Mom. Yeah, yeah. So, and to me, it was just fresh. And she was a fresh face on TV. And I just... It I had a lot yeah, of heart. In, yeah, it was endearing. 
And well, and then add in it to it the whole singing dancing part of it. That's yes. a whole lot more flexing of your performance muscles than just straight mom show. I, I've never, yes. I haven't watched mom. I don't know what they do. A mom. Well, mom, mom is a very dark kind of comedy where the mother mm-hmm. and the daughter, and the daughter is played by Anna Faris. Mm-hmm. And or and Anna Faris, I think, left the show as well. But oh. the original premise of the show is that they're both in rehab. Oh. And okay. the mom wasn't the best mom. And then Anna Faris's character is also a mom on the show. Mm. And so their comedy comes from trying to stay sober and and have these conversations with each other. It, it and for some reason the show works. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not describing it in a in a really good way, but it works. Okay. So to me, yes, it's a good show. I thought Zoe is better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Supporting actor, Paul Reiser for The Kaminsky Method, Carl Clemens Hopkins for Hacks, and then you have both Keenan Thompson and Bowen Yang for Saturday Night Live. And then all these people from Ted Lasso have been nominated for supporting actor. Brendan Hunt, Nick Muhammad, Brett Goldstein, and Jeremy Swift. Isn't Brett Goldstein an actual? Well, never mind. I thought he was like an actual agent. He was nominated for Ted Lasso, supporting actor. I'm going to give this one to Kenan Thompson. I really like Bowen Yang. I think he is funny as hell. Then we will see. And this is the first time he's been nominated. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Has Keenan won? I don't know because I didn't look that up. Okay. A friend of mine posted about Bo and Yang on Facebook because she loves him and I love him too. I think he is fucking hysterical. And the dark horse in this category is going to be Paul Reiser because Paul Reiser is comedy gold on TV. Yeah. yeah. Just that legacy because I loved Mad About You until they fucked up the last season of it. But I agree with you on that. Yes. Oh, I loved Mad About You. It was and charming. It was, they were bringing it back. They did. But they on brought some it back. completely random, out of nowhere that I can't access platform. So I said, fuck it. I don't care. Yeah, it was weird. It was on. It, I don't even remember what it was on. But yes, mm-hmm. it came back for one season and then it was just gone. But it, well, because it didn't need to come back. Yeah. All right. Anyway. P- supporting actress in a comedy series. Supporting actress. We've got Kate McKinnon, A.D. Bryant and Cecily Strong, all of Saturday Night Live. Hannah Einbender of Hacks, Rosie Perez from Flight Attendant, Juno Temple, and Hannah Waddingham, both of Ted Lasso. Here's what I don't get. Mm -hmm. Rosie Perez and the Flight Attendant. Her role was not funny at all. It wasn't even meant to be funny. Yeah, hers was a very dramatic role. Right. It was a dramatic role filled with a lot of tension. Oh, yeah. There was nothing comedic in it. No, no. Which is why I feel like Flight Attendant should have been under drama and well, not sh- under comedy. Well, the reason they pitched it under under comedy is because drama is far stronger. Yeah. No and one's going to. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, no one's going to recommend fucking, you know, Flight Attendant with. The, the serious dramas that they have. Yeah. Yeah. True. So in this category, I don't know. 
pick somebody. <laughs> I honestly no. don't know. Of supporting, yeah, I um, I don't know either because I haven't seen any of Ted Lasso, so the only thing I can think of is somebody from Saturday Night Live. Kate McKinnon. Any one of those three yeah. would be fine to All me, right. anyway. All right. So actually, no. Let's give it to somebody else. Let's give it to Ad Bryant. Okay, sure. Oh, why not? Who cares? I'm All okay right. with any of them. All right, what, what, what's the next one here? So then we have the Outstanding Drama series. So Outstanding Drama, we've got This Is Us that has been nominated repeatedly forever. <sighs> um, where, yeah. The Handmaid's Tale also nominated repeatedly since it started. Yeah. The Crown that has been nominated, has five nominations since 2017. Pose which has only won one Emmy so far. And The Boys, that was only nominated in 2020 for sound editing. Mm -hmm. And then you have Bridgerton, The Mandalorian, and Lovecraft Country, all that are new. So in this category, I've seen... I haven't seen season two of The Boys yet, but I know what The Boys is about. Yeah, I, I've, so seen I've seen The Boys seen the boys i've seen bridgerton i've seen the crown i've seen lovecraft country the mandalorian i've seen all of these except i've never seen pose that is the I, only series i have not watched out of all of these that have been nominated it would be so cool if the mandalorian actually had a chance yes i uh, first of all that show is amazing. If you've never seen this show, even if you're not a Star Wars fan, it, it is the best Star Wars on TV because it really makes you feel as though you are in the original trilogy. But any hoosie. The Crown always wins. I feel like they always win stuff. Um, well, it had five nominations in twenty seven and in twenty seventeen. Only John Lithgow won for Supporting Actor. In 2018, it had six nominations. Claire Foy won for Lead Actress, and Stephen Daldry won for Directing. In 2020, it had five nominations but did not win. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Lovecraft Country. I love that show. Um, this Is Us is like constantly getting nominated, mostly for Actor... Um, well, for actor, series, actress awards, whether yes. it's lead actor, supporting actor, Sterling K. Brown has won once for lead actor. Otherwise, it was always guest actors that won for This Is Us. Yeah. It has not won for series. Personally, after like season two, I was so over This Is Us and I just want it to go away because it's just not a good show. I've heard that from people. I've heard that it's definitely gone down. I think the diehards of the show still stick with it. Yeah, like that Grey's Anatomy shit, yeah. probably. Uh, so as much as I would love for The Mandalorian to win, Lovecraft Country, to me, was a better drama. Um, Handmaid's Tale... Uh, it won the most Emmys in in 2017. It's been repeatedly nominated, but I feel like Handmaid's Tale. I don't 
this season, although I loved it as, as a fan of the show, I don't feel like it's uh, Emmy worthy as a drama for this particular season compared to these other shows that I've seen Lovecraft country Bridgerton, even Mandalorian. Um, mm. I can't say anything about pose cause I've never seen pose right. and the crown. Everybody's gone ape shit over the crown. So if the crown doesn't get it, I want Lovecraft. I want Lovecraft country to get it because it's Lovecraft country. Yeah. I haven't watched the crown since season one. So really? Oh, yeah. it's still very good. I, everybody says it, but I, I just, eh. and I think, that, I, eh, I don't know. I, I think they do it right because they skip different, they, they skip whole years between certain seasons. Yes. Which is very good. Cause I think some years are probably really fucking boring. Well, yeah. And why should they do every goddamn year? Let's do the years that are important that have something going on. Yes. But any hoosie. Okay. Um, Limited series. Oh, you don't want to do the actor actresses? Oh, let's do actor actresses. Okay. Why not? Lead let's just actress. Do lead actor, lead actress. Um, lead okay. actor, we've got Sterling K. Brown yet again. This is his seventh Emmy nomination since 2016. Yeah. He has two wins for supporting actor and the one win for lead actor. Supporting actor was when he was in American Crime Story, The People versus O.J. Simpson. Okay. And then the lead actor, of course, is for This Is Us. So he's we, won three times. He's won three Emmys total. One for lead actor. The other two wins for supporting actor. Okay. But he's won. All right. Mm -hmm. And then we got Billy Porter, who has won once um, in 2019. Mm -hmm. And that's for Pose. Josh O'Connor for The Crown. This is his first nomination. Matthew Reese for Perry Mason. This is his fifth nomination. In 2018, he won Best Lead Actor for the show The Americans. Ah, okay. And then you've got Jonathan Majors of Lovecraft Country, first nomination. And Reggie Jean Page from Bridgerton, first Emmy nomination. <laughs> that is want all the lead actors. I want uh, reggae Gene Page to win because he's sexy as fuck, and I <laughs> and I and, and I mean that. Went back to Bridgerton, and, and he's not going to be back to Bridgerton, so I want him to win. You know what? I have seen The Crown. Who is Josh O'Connor in The Crown? Uh, I don't know. Probably somebody new for this season. I'm thinking. Ah, uh, yes, he actually plays young uh, Prince Charles. Okay. So I've seen his performance. I've seen Jonathan Majors in Lovecraft Country, Reggae Jean Page. Um, I, I, again, I would love to see Jonathan Majors win. Yeah. I love Billy Porter. He could win, even though I've never seen Pose. Yeah. I'd allow it, even yeah. though he's already won. <laughs> I'd be okay with him winning again. He's very talented. Yes. All right. So there's that. And then lead actress, uh, Elizabeth Moss for Handmaid's Tale. She has had a total of 14 nominations. Wait, and this is lead actress, I'm sorry? Lead actress for a drama, yeah. yes. She has had a total of 14 nominations. This is Elizabeth Moss from Handmaid's Tale. She's won twice in 2017 for Outstanding Drama and Lead Actress, both for Handmaid's Tale. 
So, uh, yeah. I, uh, yeah, she's, I feel like we're done now. Olivia Coleman for The Crown. She's got two Emmy nominations total, but she has not won anything. Emma Corinne for The Crown. This yeah. is her first nomination. MJ Rodriguez for Pose, first nomination. Journey Smollett, her first nomination here for Lovecraft Country. And then we got Uzo Aduba for In Treatment. She's got five nominations, three wins. I love her. She's awesome. Wow. She's from Orange is the New Black, but this is her nomination for the HBO series called In Treatment. Okay. I don't know. Uh, of this, I have I am biased because I have only seen two of them. I've seen The Crown, and I've seen Lovecraft Country. I I honestly don't know. Pick one. Well, I believe M. J. Rodriguez is the first trans actress to be nominated for lead actress of a drama. So I think yeah. that would be pretty big. So yeah, I don't know. Like I anybody know. could have this. I don't. I, I don't know. All right. All right. Moving on. Moving so that's on. The Emmys. All right. So, so what did you watch this week? Um, I watched a show on Hulu. It's a documentary called "The Donut King." Hmm. Sounds delicious. It is. It's about Ted Noy. He's a Cambodian American entrepreneur. Um, he's a Cambodian. He came from Cambodia in 1975 to get away from the Khmer Rouge um, that was was taken over Cambodia and torturing people and killing people for no reason and just terrible stuff. So he comes to America. And he works multiple jobs when he finds this busy donut shop and he's like, hey, how do I learn how to get in this business? Help me get into this donut shop business because you guys are doing gangbuster business. And that person sends him over to Winchell's, which is a donut shop chain in Mm. California. And they, at the time, are training people how how to run their own donut shop. It's part of their training, their corporate training. So he learns how to do it. He gets his own shop and then he just grows it like gangbusters from there, making his family work. So he has no, no uh, payroll (laughs) because it's his family (laughs) working there. His kids and his wife are running the show. And then he opens up more and more. And because shit's going down really bad in Cambodia, he is sponsoring families to, uh, refugees to come to America from Cambodia. You know, he's helping them like somebody helped him and he's getting them into the donut shop business and helping them open their own shops. And he becomes a fucking millionaire. Oh, wow. And he's living the American dream. And then not to give any spoilers, things go bad. Oh, and it's an amazing story, an amazing story. And him and all of his mom and pop donut shops have kept mm-hmm. Dunkin' Donuts out of California for a really long time. Wow. A really long time. 
Yeah. Okay. They are just now starting to get a bit of traction in California. That's how big him and his whole bringing Cambodians to America has been. Wow. From 75 when he left Cambodia. Yep. It's a great documentary. It's got 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Donut King. It's on Hulu. Y'all got to watch it. Y'all got to watch it. Nifty. All right. So the first thing I watched is Monsters at Work. Oh. And it's on Disney Plus. And it's a a very new animated series. I think they're going to have nine episodes or so. Uh, from Disney and Pixar, and it's based on Monsters Incorporated. Oh. And it takes place the day after Monsters Incorporated, the power plant, starts mm-hmm. harvesting laughter to fuel oh. the city Monstropolis, thanks to Mike and Sully discovering that laughter is 10 times more powerful than screams. Oh. But the show does not follow Mike and Sully. It actually follows new characters, and the main one is Tyler Tuskman. He is a young and eager monster who graduated at the top of his class at Monsters University, crossover, and always dreamed of becoming a scarer. And he lands a coveted job at Monsters Incorporated, thinks he's going to go in and scare the bejesus out of children, and then finds out that it's all about laughter now. (sighs) So he's so he's temporarily reassigned to the facilities team (laughs) and that bunch of misfits. Um, And he's trying to set his sights on working the new laugh floor instead of the scare floor. Mm -hmm. And and it's just really fun. If you are a fan of Monsters Incorporated and yes, it's Monsters Incorporated, not Monsters Inc. Remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's an inside joke between me, Patty, and Disney. (laughs) Anyway, um, but if you're a fan of Monsters Incorporated, you'll really like this show. And and I appreciated this show for exactly the same, for exactly the reason that I hated the next thing I'm going to talk about. Oh, okay. I think I think even in a very light and fluffy version of itself, um, Disney and Pixar do a really good job at having some heart to their characters. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And, and you know, that's why I never bet against Disney and Pixar in the Oscars, but, but that's why I feel stuff from them. Yeah. So it is monsters at work. It's on Disney plus adults, especially if you liked monsters incorporated, watch it. You know, not a lot of things are, are, you know, cool for adults, but that, that sure is. So you won't gouge your eyes out with that one. Good to know. All right. So I watched that Mark Wahlberg movie, Infinite, that's on Paramount Plus. Oh, yeah. It also has Chiwetel Ejiofor in it. Mm. So the the point of this movie is there's, there's these people that are, I'm going to put in air quotes, immortal. But it's only because they get reincarnated and they remember all their past lives. Ooh. So, and there's two factions of these immortals. One 
wants to exterminate all life on earth because they are just exhausted and tired and feel that this remembering their past lives reincarnation shit is, is getting really exhausting mm-hmm. and tiresome and they're done with it. Okay. And the other group thinks that this is a gift bestowed upon them by a higher power to make the world better. And then all the wackiness ensues. Mark okay. Wahlberg is reborn and he's been diagnosed as schizophrenic because he has all these memories that he has no idea what's going on. And he can create like scimitars or katanas or some shit and doesn't know that like he has no idea how he has this, this craft in him because he's never trained for it. And he doesn't know it's just crazy to him. And then finally someone's like, no, you're, you're immortal and you're supposed to remember your past lives and start remembering shit, buddy. Cause the world's going to end if you don't. And yeah, this is a piece of crap. <laughs> I, I was bored out of my mind. I'm going to, I'm going to venture a guess. <laughs> and, and this is actually a, a, a serious question. Cause I'm then I will now avoid this piece of shit based on what you said. Mm-hmm. Is Mark Wahlberg an executive producer on this show? Oh, he is a producer on the show. Yes. How did I guess? Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Wow. Okay. So a piece of shit, huh? This was awful. It was absolutely awful. Wow. It was really bad. It was terrible. Okay. Oh, apparently it's it's adapted from a novel written in 2009, but I don't care because this was terrible. <laughs> okay, so stay the fuck away from Infinite. Yeah, just don't even waste your time with Paramount Plus, really. Just don't. Although, I, 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 I signed up for Paramount Plus. Oh, okay. And I forgot why I signed up for Paramount Plus, but it was very... Oh, I know why. It was to... um, What did we watch on Paramount? Oh, yeah. We finally caught up... Back when it was CBS All Access? Well, yes. That's when we did that for Picard. But I re-signed up for it for two reasons. One, shout out to Suzanne. Hi, Suzanne. Hey, Suzanne. She challenged me to not just dump all over Paramount Plus out of hand. (laughs) Okay, fine. But... I found out through David, shout out again to David, hey, that, David. Qu- that Quiet Place Part 2 yes. is is on Paramount+. Plus. Yes, Dwight just caught that that it was this evening, and I'm like, no, I don't have time for that. We'll watch it tomorrow because I got to do the podcast. So I was like, well, fuck, for $5, yeah. I will sign up for a, at least a month. Mm-hmm. To watch A Quiet Place Part 2. It is there exclusively at the moment with your subscription to Paramount+. Plus. Yes. And we will wait till next time to talk about that movie because I've seen yeah. it. I'll wait till you to I see it. I have not yet then, watched it, yeah. Right. So we'll talk about it later. Even though it's older, we'll still talk about it. But I was like, that's a good deal. Because A Quiet Place Part 2 to rent now on Roku, or not Roku, on Vudu and all those other sort of stuff is like 20 bucks. Oh, shit. Yeah. To no. rent. Five bucks. And but you I was like, five bucks? The rest of the month, yeah. And well, then you've got... you can watch A Quiet Place 2 like 800 times for five bucks. Hey, fuck. For yeah. five bucks. And invite friends so, over. So I have yeah. to do a deeper dive into the remaining programming available on paramount plus 
But I got to tell you, folks, if you really want to see A Quiet Place Part 2, pay the five, five bucks, bucks. Yeah. subscribe to Paramount Plus, and give it a shot. But don't watch Infinite because that was crap. Okay, and don't watch Infinite because that was crap. Yeah. So speaking of crap. Excellent. Infinite looks like the fucking godfather based on what oh. I am about to talk about. Oh, no. I have seen Space Jam, A New Legacy. Oh, I'm sorry. It is I'm now sorry, on baby. HBO. Oh, oh. oh. It is on HBO Max and is in theaters concurrently. And it stars LeBron James. And uh, it's basically a souped up rehash of the first Space Jam. So the plot of this movie is LeBron James and his movie son get trapped in digital space by a rogue AI intelligence played by Don Cheadle. To get home safely, guess what LeBron has to do? He has to team up with Bugs fucking Bunny, Daffy fucking Duck, and the rest of the Looney fucking Toons gang in a high-stakes basketball game, blah, 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 against the Goon Squad. If uh, my biggest thing against this movie, besides it being brain dead, parents are going to gouge their eyes out watching this because it is boring. And I, and oh, God help the parents who have to watch this multiple times because their kid falls in love with this movie. My biggest problem with this movie is that it is nothing but a commercial for Warner Brothers. Mm. Throughout the entire movie, and part of, how, part of how LeBron gets to the Warner Brothers lot is that they want to do an AI version of him to be able to use him in different properties owned by, guess who, Warner Brothers. Mm. So they take him in the movie on a tour of the Warnerverse. Mm. So you find out, you know, properties like The Matrix and Casablanca and Mad Max. They're all Warner Brothers properties. Well, to hammer the point home, when LeBron is finding all the characters for his team, guess where they all are? They're in oh, The I Matrix. Oh, they're in Mad Max and they're in Casablanca. Mm -hmm. And then... All the characters that have floor side, uh, floor side seats to the basketball game at the end, different characters from different Warner Brothers movies. Mm. And they're all fake. So it's not even like they digitized, you know, the real Trinity from The Matrix. They got an actress in a skin tight black suit to look like Trinity because all of these are blips they're you know like oh look in the background over there and look in the background over there mm. but in one of those shots two of those shots one of them is pennywise the clown mm. which comes from an extremely r-rated movie yeah and the droogs now the droogs are the rapist gang oh from clockwork orange from Clockwork Orange. And, and a fucking kid's movie? What the hell yes. are these idiots doing? They actually have um, oh, under the basket standing position. 
So during one camera angle, you can catch three dudes dressed like the Droogs. Oh, my God. And if you don't know any better, see, part of my problem is twofold. One, the kids who are seeing this movie will not understand one iota. I doubt that their parents would know half the characters that we do. Yeah, yeah, I I know the characters more because I read the book of Clockwork Orange. There you go. And just from seeing the movie. I mean, I I know what the they look like from the movie, but I know what they are from the book. And I don't I've never seen the movie. I've never read the book, but I've seen bits and pieces of their costumes. They're all dressed in white. They have the bowler hats and they have the little thing on their eyes or whatever the hell. Yeah. It is disturbing as fuck to see rapists mm-hmm. in a kid's movie. Yeah, yeah. Dear Warner Brothers, listen to me carefully. When you release this for home video, take out the rape gang. Yeah. Because yeah. those of us who recognize those characters know how bad and twisted they are. And then the other problem I have is that nobody will understand all of these characters. Kids won't give a fuck who Trinity is. They won't give a fuck who Agent Smith is. They won't give a fuck who, you know, like all the characters that they have standing on the sidelines. It just, I don't think people should pay for a commercial for the studio Warner Brothers. No, definitely not. That's my biggest overall problem. Hmm. So here's my thing, people. If you have HBO Max and you're thinking about watching Space Jam, a new legacy, don't. Watch one of the other superior movies that this movie references. Like The Matrix, the original one. Like Mad Max Fury Road like Casablanca, above all. Watch those, because Space Jam will melt your brain, and you will not get those brain cells back. So I would rather watch Infinite than watch this piece of shit ever again. I have something that you should totally watch instead of Infinite then, because it is superior just this evening, because it just dropped on Netflix this week, Gunpowder Milkshake. Oh, it Ooh, is the, amazing. The, the, the girl action picture. Yes, it stars Lena Headey, Karen Gillan, Michelle Yeoh, Carla Gugino, and Angela Bassett, for fuck's sake. Oh, hello. Let's not. Where is this her. movie? It's on Netflix. It, oh, they're I gotta female watch assassins. They work for the firm or some work for the library. This is just a lot of chicks kicking ass. It is amazingly awesome. awesome. Uh, Karen Gillan is the, the assassin who kills the wrong person. All right. Don't say any more because I don't yeah. want to learn stuff. So and then just shit goes wrong and she's saving a little girl and just so much shooting and fighting and ah, general so badassery. Fun. Awesome. So much fun. This oh, movie I is love so much like fun. That. 
Ah, oh, cool. This one you absolutely have to have to watch. Everybody watch it. Gunpowder Milkshake. It's on Netflix. Sweet. Yes. All right. So, my international show. International, yeah, international show. show. Yeah. I found this on Netflix just floating around. I saw the title and the, the like the poster card on Netflix. It looked like it was going to be really, really funny. Mm-hmm. It's from Japan. Okay. It's called My Husband Won't Fit. <laughs> exactly. I, I thought it was a that. comedy. It is not a comedy at all. Wow. It is a very slow, plodding drama. Very quiet. Lots of very quiet moments. It's about Kimiko and Kenichi. They uh-huh. become a couple in college. And then they discover some issues they have with their relationship where it cannot be consummated. Because he won't fit. It's not because he's so big. That's not it. <laughs> we never really find out the, the true reason, which is where this show completely misses the mark. Um, and it's very much a product of the culture of Japan. Okay. There are certain things in J- Japanese culture that are very much taboo. Um, and Kamiko has this really low, practically non-existent level of self-esteem. And she is very quiet And she's also incredibly naive because she grew up in like way out in the country, rural, middle of nowhere town. She won't talk to anybody about her issue. She never even thinks to go to the doctor for her issue. Mm -hmm. They really missed a chance where they could have explained this, this issue, you know, vagin vaginismus, which is not that rare. There are lots of women who have it, but they don't know that they're not alone because nobody talks about it. And this show, the series, which is based on somebody's autobiography, it totally could have been helpful for women who could relate to this issue. Yes. And just so much about it. And I was looking it up on Red. I'm like watching this like, what the fuck is this? What, What the hell? What? And so I Googled it and I found a whole Reddit conversation from two years ago, because this is not a this is like two years old. It came out in 2019 of people talking about it. And I'm like reading more about it. I'm like, what? 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 And so then I had to keep watching because of what they were saying and helping mm. me understand more and just telling me how much they hate it and how it missed the mark on things that they totally could have made this way better and just been more helpful in general. And got and people, more, more people talking about it. And, and that's, that's a shame. shame. It's a total shame. They should have had more people talking about it. Well, it goes to what we started talking about in the previous show about <laughs> yeah. colonoscopies yes. and, and stuff. I don't think people... It, it's a shame that there is such a stigma about certain conditions that are, you know, that are common. Sexual. They're, yeah, they're common sexual issues that people have. Yeah. Well, it's not even not even just well, sexual this, issues. Well, it, it, but the, the taboo and the the not wanting to talk about it is, is just heightened, especially when you think there's something wrong with you. Yeah. 
you the first thing you want to know is that you're not alone in in something and yeah. you want to know if you're broken and and you don't want to feel broken and you want answers and yeah. if something can help you understand that and 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 help your soul and help your mind it should be there yeah and this gets it gets a little it gets worse in that we know she's not a virgin and that other men fit. It's her husband that doesn't because vaginismus is a mental, it's a mental thing that cre creates the, 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 the muscle tension and just the whole body tension in your body where she can't control it. And it's not a physical issue. It's a mental thing. And if she would get treatment, she could work on it and figure out the root of her issue, the cause, which we know in the show, the root cause is that he is the first man that she has liked that has liked her back. So she doesn't want to disappoint him. She wants it to be fabulous and wonderful. And so she's all in her head and she can't get out of her head when she's with guys. She doesn't give a fuck about then it's easy. There's no problem. And that just creates more issue for her because now she's like, oh my God, I can fuck these guys, but not my husband. And they clearly, they clearly love each other. And it's that part, the watching their relationship is just really nice until they have their marital issues. Oy, mm. oy. What's it called again? My husband won't fit. It's on Netflix. It's wow. in Japanese subtitled. Okay. The ending, I just, I was, I was left very upset by oh. the way they ended it, just the way they handled the whole thing. All right. Well, then on that note, we have news. 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 Well, thanks as always to David, who was quite prolific this week, by the way. Oh, David. I love David. David is awesome. <laughs> so the first thing that he sent me was an update on the casting of Indiana Jones 5. Oh, Jesus. Really? So when Harrison Ford uses his walker to go into the temple of the old folks home, Antonio Banderas has joined the cast. Really? Interesting. As a as a yet unknown character. Mm. And Antonio Banderas joins Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Mads Mikkelsen, Boyd Holbrook, Seanette Renee Wilson, and of course, the big man himself, Harrison Ford. Mm -hmm. Yes. So let's see what else we got here. So there are now new details about the John Wick prequel series. Dun, 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 dun. So in addition to us getting two more John Wick movies, there's going to be a TV series called The Continental. That TV, TV show is going, to, it's going to be a TV series. It is going to be three episodes, each running 90 minutes long. And it's set 40 years before the events of the first film. And it follows young Winston starting out as a hitman. So Winston, if, in case you are uninitiated, runs the Continental Hotel in New York City. The guy behind the counter? No, 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 no. Oh, the Winston. big guy at the top. He's the big guy at the top. Ah, the big guy at the top. He's, he's, okay. the, he's the, yes. 
So that should be really, really, really interesting. Mm. And let's see here. And the last thing, did you hear Bismarck he died? I did. He was 52, 50, 57, 56. 57. So again, talking about old issues, you know, we're we're starting to get to that age where we're, you know, and we passed that age where some of our icons from childhood have, have passed away. Fucking the people who the trinity of David Bowie, Prince, and Michael Jackson. Well, and for me, George Michael, all being dead now mm-hmm. sucks. Yeah. It sucks so bad. But I remember the first time I heard, you got what I need. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you say he's just a friend. Oh, baby, you. And it's just <laughs> fucking hilarious. Oh, my God, that song. Yes. And, and, and the song, uh, you know, you could bond with people over that song. And, and, it's, and it is a shame that he is that he has passed away. So rest in peace, Bismarcky. But uh, yeah, lots of news this week. Yeah, wow, lots of news this week. On that note, log on to thewatchlistpod.com. Click on that contact us button. Let us know um, what you think of the Emmys. Let us know if if you were happy if if they missed the mark on something. Let us know what you wanted to see nominated. Also, please, in the name of of Jesus in heaven, let me know what you think of of Space Jam if you see it. And on the and on that same note, watch Patty's thing. You know, my husband doesn't fit, and let me know. Let us know what you think of that too. That would be quite interesting. Mm. Make sure you log. Make sure you engage with us on your social media at symbol the watchlist pod at symbol pirate Alice at symbol Bill Ivory Larson, and also subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. And that's it. Next week, I'm going to have a review of the new suicide squad movie. That's right. Nobody made me sign an NDA. Damn it. So I'm talking about it and I'm going to talk about it a week before it comes out. Go you go me, but I'm going to talk about it because I've got, I've, I've got issues and we will talk about that look at that tease yeah. mm. so tune in next time but anyway thanks as always for listening everybody thank you and uh, be healthy out there yes and get vaccinated for fuck's sake yeah, anyway. fucking hell what the hell what's your fucking problem hell. that's right All you're right, not everybody. magnetic just don't even <laughs> Jesus stupid right. Take care. (laughs) Okay, bye. Okay, bye.